in episode 135. I came down to the, in full regatta. <laughs> That's always fun. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, it's not Halloween. What's going on? <laughs> and I just, I just told her and I said, yeah, this is, this is me. This is, I do this from time to time. Then like one of the guys just, she just looked at me walking by and was just like, oh, look at this girl. And the other guy, now the other guy wasn't like, shouting it or anything he's kind of like i heard him kind of like whispering it almost to the guy he's like that's that's a dude that's a guy <laughs> and i was just like oh no I w i've been here on once um but only ever once and it was Ooh, i was uh, tell. <laughs> i was with my girlfriend at the like she was she was with me now that's nicole b a 33 year old crossdresser from the wonderful country of ireland who comes on the Cross Yas podcast to tell her story. With over 27,000 followers on Instagram, under the Instagram handle x1x, Nicole x1x, Nicole B is a popular guest who reached out to me and the podcast as she wanted to share her story. And I'm thrilled to be able to do so in two parts, with this episode being part one and part two coming at you next week. If you liked what you heard in those intro clips, well, stay tuned. We've got a whole lot more Nicole B here on the Cross Yas podcast. So, you ready to get started with part one? Yas! Yas, yas, yas. Yas, 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 yas. Cross Yas podcast. Which is him here so. Yas! Yas! Yas, 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 yas. Yas, yas, yas. Welcome to the Cross Yas podcast. The podcast that still says yas to everything related to cross dressing, sexuality, and gender. It is I, Giselle Mirasol, seasoned crossdresser, transgender umbrella faller underer, and it is I who will be your host and guide into this crazy, sexy, cool world of crossdressing, sexuality, and gender. Help this podcast thrive by going to our website, crossyaspodcast.com, and click on our Patreon links and chip in a couple bucks so you can enjoy some of the bonus extra content we have there from digital art, extra episodes, and music from my wifey, Kirsten. You can also chat with me, Nicole, and other wonderful Cross Yas listeners on our Cross Yas Confidential Discord, which the link is also available on our website for even more support. And finally, if you enjoyed Nicole B's story and have your own personal story that's cross-dressing, sexuality, and or gender-related, but you're like, now wait a minute, Giselle, you're telling me that someone wants to hear my story? Are you serious? Well, duh. You know me and you know how serious I am about this podcast. The answer is obviously aloud. Frickin' Yes! Someone does want to hear your story and yes, I'm serious. You can tell me your story by hitting me up Giselle at crossyaspodcast.com, DMing me on Instagram at crossyaspodcast, or chatting me up on Discord, rochi underscore mochi pound 7325. I cannot wait to share your story with the Cross Yas listener. I'm back, everyone, with yet another curious conversation, and this time I will be sharing Nicole B's story. Nicole B reached out to me via email, giselleacrossyaspodcast.com, and told me how much she loves the podcast and relates to a lot of previous guests who's been on here before. Nicole identifies as a crossdresser and told me that she hasn't found a lot of podcasts like this one. She's not too into pronouns, but she is into her craft. This is pretty evident as her Instagram handle, which is again under the username x1x Nicole x1x, that's x1x Nicole x1x, and that's where I saw that she had over 27,000 Instagram followers, and I was like, wait, 
you're like Instagram famous and you reached out to me. Oh my God, you gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be fucking kidding me. That's insane. But I'm super thrilled to share her story because she's got her own unique take on cross-dressing. She's a makeup artist from Ireland. She's my age, 33, and it was kind of cool to see some of those similarities we both share, even if she's like tens of thousands of miles away. She's also got a lot of passing privilege, which I don't think I personally have, but she definitely has, and we go over that in our talk here in part one. And I found an appreciation for just how down-to-earth she was regarding that, and a whole lot more about who she is. But I'll stop lingering on because I tend to do that and just bring to you, the Cross Yas listener, the first part of my Curious conversation with Nicole B. Enjoy, everyone. Well, uh, welcome to the Cross Yas podcast, Nicole. How are you today? I'm fantastic, thank you. How are you? Wonderful, wonderful. We finally got you on here with all that technical difficulty crap. So, yay. Good stuff. <laughs> Uh, well, how about you start off uh, by telling us who you are, Nicole, and what brings you to the podcast? So I'm Nicole, I'm a crossdresser from Ireland, and yeah, I came across your podcast, like I said, about a month and a half ago, um, just like binged, started binging it on my commute to work, just got addicted to it then, and um, yeah, I, I thought I'd reach out, I, I think what you're doing is really important for the community because there's literally like no outlets for cross-dressers. It's all mostly um, the transgender umbrella, um, but nothing specifically for, for our group. So I think I think um, this is a really good um, outlet for people like us. Yes, yes. Well, uh, who are you, Nicole, and how do you identify what your uh, terms are, you know, pronouns and whatnot? So I kind of, I suppose this, this is kind of a, an open-ended kind of, question for a lot of us but most people have their you know I suppose he she they them um and they some of them are pretty serious about how they how they you know are viewed or I suppose come across but like for me I just kind of identify as myself I don't like pronouns aren't super important to me I suppose um mm-hmm. it's nice to be called she when I'm presenting as female but like um I don't kind of mind if i'm not either you know that kind of way i kind of like to go unnoticed if, if you know what i mean i kind of like to just blend in so if nobody's calling me anything it's probably just <laughs> probably means i'm doing an, an okay job of uh, blending in <laughs> um yeah yes. yes. would well, you want to tell us a little bit about your origin story because we all love origin stories here on the yeah. podcast nicole what's how did yours start yeah sure so uh i suppose like it's kind of like a typical origin story in, in some ways. And then in other ways, it's kind of different. But um, yeah, when I was really young, um, like I suppose like seven or eight, um, I was like, I, I knew I was kind of like different, I guess you could say. Um, I kind of liked the girls at school, but like I was more interested in like what they were wearing and stuff. So I wasn't like really super interested in sports or anything. Um, I had lots of guy friends and, and stuff, but um I, I was kind of more, I had more female friends. I always had more female friends than guy friends. And um, that kind of spurred my curiosity into the whole cross-dressing side of things. But like growing up as a kid, like, you know, I'm 33. So back in the early 90s, you know, we didn't have, like we, I predate Google and YouTube. 
So uh-huh, uh-huh. there was no real outlet. There was no real kind of um, book, I suppose. Cross-dressing 101, I suppose. There was nothing out there at the time that I had access to, at least. So I kind of had to figure it out on my own, but I couldn't tell anybody about it. So I kind of just grew up like an angry kind of kid, um, acted out quite a lot in my teenage years, um, and I overcompensated, I guess you could say, for you know the whole thing. Oh, well, maybe people might know that I'm different if I uh, if I don't do this, if I don't like act like I'm interested in sports and stuff that guys are interested in. And, um, so I started to like shift my interests to suit everybody else, if that makes sense, just to fit in. And mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that made me even more unhappy, obviously, because then you're just suppressing yourself and what you really want. So, yeah, I, I kind of I had a, a turning point like in my mid 20s, I was like 25, 26. And I, I just decided, you know, I'll screw it. I'm just going to I'm going to do me and uh, come up me. <laughs> I just yeah, fed up of trying to keep everybody else happy. It was time for me to try and be happy for a change. Damn straight. You deserve to be happy, Nicole. You deserve to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh, what changed when you turned 25? What what made you say, screw it, I'm going to be happy? What what was it for you? Um, so I met my partner um, in 2013, and um, she, like... I, I was really open with her from the beginning of the relationship. Um, I told her, like, look, this is part of who I am, and I don't know how you're going to react to this. And like, she was really supportive, like, pretty much from day one. She was confused at first. Like, she didn't really get it. She was like, why do you like that? Well, what? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> and um, I said, okay, well, let's try a few things. So, um she helped me with like clothes and makeup and and everything and I, I i grew from that because she was supportive i i think had had that been a really negative kind of experience to begin with i don't know if i would have flourished as quickly but because mm-hmm. i was supportive from the onset i was i was quite lucky and um i kind of you know i just ran with it and i never looked back <laughs> Nice. That was only eight years ago. Oh, yeah. Time flies. Yeah. Time flies. Yeah. Really <laughs> um, is. is she the only one you were out to? Did you tell anyone else? Um, so, yeah, initially, yeah. Uh, initially, she was the first one. And then um, I gradually started telling my, my sister. It's kind of like a go-to thing, isn't it? Like if you have a younger sister, you, you go and tell your sister. Um, <laughs> and she was, like, always, like, pro-LGBTQ. So I was, like, you know, I had no worries telling her. I knew she was going to be cool with it. And um, I have a very close circle of friends that have, of guys that I actually went to um, school with, so um, high school with. So I, I, I still maintain a very small, close-knit group of friends, Like, and there's like five of us, including me. So um, we've been pretty tight for like a, a longest time. And uh, I told those guys like maybe one at a time, took them aside and said look uh you know i didn't want to like get them all in a group on a night out and just say hey <laughs> kind of like to wear women's clothes every now and again you know no big deal <laughs> um mm-hmm. but uh yeah they um they were all really amazing about it like um it didn't it didn't change um any like our relationship 
in any way. Um, uh, my brother, I'm the eldest of my siblings, so um, my brother is the youngest, and he, yeah, he didn't take it too well. I think out of everyone, he was mm-hmm. the, the only one that was kind of like, what the hell, you know? Like he's in the army, like so he's good at mm-hmm. macho man, and. Uh, mm-hmm. He, he like he, he's not homophobic or anything like that. Like he he does have like gay friends and stuff. Like he's not that way. But um, it, when it comes to drag queens and all that kind, of, he just doesn't understand. And um, like it's not it hasn't affected our relationship. We still hang out, and whatever. Um, but he just rather not um partake in it or see it. Um, hmm. and then yeah, and my parents know as well. So I told them. Um, told my mom first. Hmm. <laughs> and then how did she take that uh i kind of <laughs> yeah, just like bombed her with it um, <laughs> um nice, nice. I, I i i came down to the house um in full regatta uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's always fun <laughs> yeah and she was like it's not halloween <laughs> what's going on <laughs> and i just i just told her and i said yeah this is this is me this is you know, I, I do this from time to time. And she was like, she's from a different era. So, um, and like mm-hmm. for like, I know a lot of your listeners are like, you know, from the States and stuff like in Ireland, like there's a deeply religious kind of, um, mm-hmm. I suppose era that was like back in the seventies and 80s. not so much nowadays, but like back in the 60s, 70s and eighties, like religion was like, it rules the country. And um, anything remotely different was like, you know, the usual, you'll burn in hell for all eternity and all this rubbish. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, I, I thought maybe because she's from that kind of time that she might have been kind of, I, I kind of went all or nothing on that one. <laughs> but uh, she You looked, pretty much did, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily she was, she, she actually came around to the idea pretty quickly and she was happy enough with it. Um, and then she told my dad for me because I chickened out. Like, <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> tell him. <laughs> so, yeah. And then he's kind of like my brother in the sense that like, it hasn't changed anything like relationship wise. And we're, like, we're pretty close family. Like, um, but he's kind of the opinion. Yeah, that's okay. You can do what you like. It's okay. But like, I just don't want to oh, see wow. anything. So, you know, surprising, surprising. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I kind of had a burst of like, okay, I've told one person now I just might as well just tell everybody kind of thing because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's out there now. So, you know, yeah. So that's, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it becomes infectious, right? Like you want to tell everyone because if one person knows, you're like, all right, well, let's get ahead of this. Let's tell mm-hmm. this person before they tell this person. Yeah. That person tells that person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't really mm-hmm. keep something like that a secret. I don't think for too long because it burns like a hole in somebody's pocket, you know. It's like I gotta, <laughs> I gotta, I, I, I can't sit on this for any longer. <laughs> so mm-mm, mm-mm. yeah, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I'm quite lucky that it all came around the way it did, because I know like there's so many stories I've heard of like other crossdressers that they've lost family re- members, don't speak to them anymore. That mm-hmm. views have walked out on them. They're, you know, it's like some of the stories are just horrific. And I obviously that was like really in the back mm-hmm. of my mind the entire time I was telling people, I was just like, wow, how am I going to be perceived um, if this goes wrong? 
Um, but this is going to be really awkward. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, it doesn't hurt. Well, it doesn't yeah. help when you're dressed up in full full Nicole gear and you show up to your mom and you're like, hey, mom, this yeah. is me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I took a gamble there, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> when was this? When did you come out to your mom? Uh, this is probably, I want to say, three years ago. Yeah, probably about three oh, years ago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you you were thirty and you said, Fuck it. I'm just yeah. gonna tell my mom and see what happens. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I'd sat on it for a few years and I, I didn't think they were ready to hear that. I was like, Oh, their eldest son is he's a cross dresser and um what will the neighbors think? kind of thing, you know. <laughs> um but yeah, no, luckily um I put it all on red and I won, so <laughs> well done. Yeah. <laughs> now, your your uh, Irish families are. I mean, there's a stereotype that you have big families. How many brothers and sisters do you have? Yeah, um, I have one brother and one sister. So, um, oh. kind of like, yeah, it used to be like back in the eighties and nineties, like big families were like a more more commonplace. But mm-hmm. nowadays, you do occasionally get people who are really spreading the seed if you will <laughs> and um they have like like huge families like i my mom like back back in her time like i mean she's got like there's seven and um, kids in her family like so that would have been like a, a large family back then and then it's not uncommon to hear of some families that might have you know eight kids maybe up to ten kids um for that time mm-hmm. you know but nowadays it's kind of you know modernized and it's it's easier to have like 2.5 kids and you know <laughs> that kind of thing so yeah it's... well I, I ask that because you know the, the family dynamic is such an important value in most cultures and by coming out to your mom and dad i'm sure you're freaking out but like you know as their support system as your support system i wonder where where do they where do they feel supported right and how's the lgbtq um I guess community perceived because, like you said, it's it's deeply religious, right? Mm. And so, were they going to be worried that, like, oh, my son is, you know, going to be gay, or you know, that that sort of you know rhetoric that constantly is spewed here, at least in America? I'm sure. I'm wondering if the same thing is happening in Ireland. Um, to a point, it, it I guess it depends on what part of Ireland, um, because like there's some parts of Ireland that are like more kind of agricultural you know like um i'm from mm-hmm. west of ireland like i'm from um, a place called galway so that's a county in galway like we have counties so it's it's kind of like your states like you've got different states mm-hmm. and then every kind of county is like kind of broken up into different sections in, in ireland and if you're from like a more rural area um you tend to get more kind of negativity towards that more so than if you were in like a metropolitan area or like a, you know, a city or it, it just depends on what, you know, the, what the culture is in that place. Like I luckily where I'm from, there's like a really mixed vibe. Like Galway city is the culture capital of Ireland unofficially, you know, but um, it's, it's got mm-hmm. a very, very mixed um, bag of people from all over the world. Um, all walks of life and like you could go down the street and see people dressed up as 
anything <laughs> like you know there's a lot of a lot of performance art artists and things on the streets down there like it's a, it's a very like artsy kind of kind of city like and um yeah no one bats an eyelid it's kind of commonplace um so and also like we recently had um a gay marriage referendum here in ireland um, oh, wow. and wow. it was it was passed the majority of people did were in favor of it so now gay marriage is legal here so that's that's hey, yes. the thing yes. yeah so mm-hmm. yeah it's all like for the mo- most part i think people are you know accepting of it you do hear stories like um there was a story here actually very recently like last month where um they they identified like as a gender queer i'm not too sure what that means <laughs> i'm not really into the you know the the different <laughs> um um names and labels for things um but like basically they were kind of dressed like in a as like a david bowie-esque kind of thing mm-hmm. and um yeah they they were like physically assaulted like on the street and when that was mm-hmm. really horrible to hear that that kind of thing happens and um, but like these are obviously neds like you know these people um that they're just yeah. they're, they're they have no respect for anybody else they have no you know understanding of subcultures of people why they do what mm-hmm. they do um you know it's you're going to get that no matter where you go in the world i guess it's always going to happen unfortunately you're always going to come across bad batch people that just don't um, have respect for anyone else but um i'd say by and large like i've gone out multiple times um in different places and i've been in dublin Galway and other other um like little mini trips out in the car and stuff and um like nights out and stuff I've never had any issues so I I suppose it's timing and places as well you you choose where you are when you're there and what you're wearing I mean that all kind of dictates how you're going to be perceived as well I guess but um mm-hmm. yeah no I I'd, I'd say yeah Ireland is pretty pretty accepting nowadays that's good that's good you know i've actually been to ireland like one time yeah for like uh i think dublin just was like a stopover so we were there for like a day or so just hanging out oh cool um nice country it's very yeah. cold yeah it is <laughs> yeah our weather isn't um the most reliable <laughs> it's like it's rainy no it's cold it's hot one day yeah. it's rainy yeah it's like mostly rainy it's like yeah. okay it's a lot of rain it's very temperate <laughs> um but so you do go out then you are public about Nicole, like you've gone out, like you said, in on trips or in public. And yeah. How, how has that been? Yeah. For the most part, it's been pretty good. I haven't been out of, I guess. Um, you, mm-hmm. you, you get the odd person that will kind of like do a double take and say, is that a, is that a guy or a girl? What? Who? I, I don't know. And then they just go about their business <laughs> because they're, mm-hmm. you know, most people for the most part, I find they're, they're too busy with their own stuff. They don't care. You know, they're, they're out to do whatever they're out to do. And like, you're just kind of part of the scenery as they move through their mm-hmm. business. So, um, mm-hmm. I, I think the only one time I think I was, I, I know I was clocked was when, um i was on the way to a club in dublin and it was a, a lgbt lgbt bar so we had what do we have yeah there was like four of us there 
And I was walking down the street and there was these two guys and they were just like catcalling girls, just any girl that was walking by, like they were drunk. And um, uh-huh. then like one of the guys just, he just looked at me walking by and he was just like, oh, look at this girl. And the other guy, now the other guy wasn't like shouting it or anything. He just kind of like, I heard him kind of like whispering it almost to the guy. He's like, that's, that's a dude. That's a guy. <laughs> and I was just like, oh no. And I think that was like my second trip out yeah yeah that was probably the second time i was out so i was i was still very new to it at that point yeah, super early yeah. yeah and i was like oh god <laughs> what's this this is a precursor now for what's to come for the rest of the night <laughs> I, yeah no it was it was okay 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 now we talk about you know not getting clocked or whatnot is, is passing important to you nicole uh Yes, and I say that like with a little bit of caution because I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I I don't want to seem conceited or anything or vain. Or I just I want to. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> you're you're fucking hot shit. If you no one's gonna see it. people are gonna listen to this and see your photo. And you're like, oh no, that girl's hot. So okay, yeah, go on. Thank Keep you. <laughs> yeah, it it is it is important. Um, I I think it's mainly important to me just that. It, when I do go out, I don't want to be harassed or, you know, get into one of those altercations. Like I, I spoke about earlier, like it, it's just kind of want to avoid it. I just want to blend in. So, um, passing privilege, I suppose, is kind of one of those things where I, I look at it and I say, yeah, you know, I really have to put in like a hundred percent effort here. If I'm going out, like if I'm just lounging about the house and just taking a few photographs or whatever, um i'll still put a like a lot of effort into it but like it'll take me like nearly three times as long to get ready if i'm going out on the town because mm-hmm. i'm kind of really really pernickety about it all but um yeah i'd say yeah <laughs> and what do you do for your for you to become nicole what's that like how's that process um yeah it's been a process <laughs> um yeah it's it's been mm-hmm. it's been a lot of different trials and tribulations along the way trying to get the right kind of style and and stuff but yeah it can be stressful it's just funny if you ask, ask that because literally just before my partner she went out to do some shopping earlier on and i was i'm at, i was getting ready earlier and uh she said why you, you always look so stressed when you're getting ready and i was just like yeah <laughs> i am because i'm i'm gonna i'm going out later to meet my sister so um i, I kind of like you know, it's just, okay, I'm leaving the house. So I, like this has to be on point and that has to be on point. So sometimes it's, it's like really stressful trying to get everything right. And then, you know, you're, you're doing your eyes and you're just like doing your wings and you're like, okay, you've, you've, you've screwed one of them up. Now you go to the other one and then that's not, and then they don't match. And that's just like, okay, they're not twins, they're sisters. That's fine. And we just <laughs> keep going. And um, so yeah it, sometimes it's stressful sometimes it's really pleasurable sometimes i'm just like relaxed i'm not in a hurry i'm not going anywhere i'm just doing it for me and then mm-hmm. um that's fine but um yeah it can take anywhere from like an hour to like two hours it, it, wow. it just depends <laughs> well yeah you look hot it takes a while to look like hot girl shit so yeah <laughs> i totally understand totally understand <laughs> uh and and how long did it take you to eventually find what Nicole likes and what Nicole needs to look like and dress and style and all that stuff. Um, 
yeah, I'd say that took at least three years. Um, Ooh. I've got mm-hmm. some of my old photos somewhere way down on my Instagram feed. Um, I've got like photos of me, like from the first time I started like doing makeup. Um, my my partner is really good at doing makeup, and she taught me an awful lot. But um, eventually, I had to get up my own feet and start doing it myself. And um, when I did try doing it, I looked like a <laughs> start. I looked like Marilyn Manson. <laughs> I was like super heavy on the on on the black uh, eyeliner and the black eyeshadow, and everything was black, and all my clothes were black, and I. Everything is just like slim this, slim that, you know, just make, make yourself look as small as you possibly can and <laughs> slap on makeup like there's no tomorrow. Um, and it did like, God, I couldn't blend my eyes, my, my eyeshadow. I couldn't blend it. Oh, God, when I think back now, it's just cringeworthy, actually. But um, yeah, we all start somewhere, I suppose. But yeah, that took at least three years, I think, of just practice and just to dial that in. And then eventually... I got to a place where I was was pretty happy with um, clothes and I was getting more adventurous with colors and styles and things. And I wasn't just wearing the the black uh, body con or the black, (laughs) the black frock. Like every time you see me, like my partner used to say, like, you always look like you're dressed to go to a a funeral or or something. (laughs) Just like you got to get some color in that outfit. Like it's just (laughs) too much black. Yeah. <laughs> Billy's, for those who can't see B- Billy on video, she's putting her thumbs up. Thumbs up for the cross-ass podcast. Yeah. She can barely control her excitement. She can barely contain herself. And she's not even using Ziploc bags. That's right, by going to the crossyespodcast.com website. Clicking on Patreon links, you can find out why that's true. And back to the podcast. Ain't that right, Billy? She's nodding her head yes. <laughs> Oh, I can't. I can't. <laughs> These are so fun. Yeah, I'm looking at your Instagram feed now, and I'm like, you look great even four years ago. Dear God. <laughs> what? How did you get there? What did you do? How did you learn all this stuff? So, Other than your wife, or sorry, girlfriend, or whatnot. Yeah, so she's yeah, she's my fiancé. Um, oh, um, yay, congrats. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, um, she, she taught me lots. Like, she, she really was there to kind of like advise me like she'd never have me going around looking like the joker you know um <laughs> she'd be but just, there's a photo of you looking like carly quinn so yeah, yeah maybe not the joker Close so. enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and then i suppose the rest of it then was just like obsessively watching youtube tutorials um and just finding and i never really looked at girls youtube tutorials so much um because I just felt as though, well, they already have a natural face for that. So whatever they're doing is going to just uh-huh. accentuate what they already naturally have. So it's always like guys um, that were makeup artists that I'd watch. And uh, yeah, I'd, I'd pick up like little bits here and there. You could you could never really get like a full YouTube channel that had everything you wanted. So, you know, you move around uh-huh. a bit and you take it, you, you borrow a little bit from this one and that one. And eventually... I, I came to um, a point where I was happy to. I have a process now, so it's like I, I start and finish my makeup exactly in 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 sequence. Like I never skip a step; it's always in a sequence. So I know what I'm doing next, and I know that 
colors are going to blend together well it's just uh, the process but before that i was just like <laughs> a mess i didn't know where to start <laughs> but yeah well, tell us about your process what's the process like since there'll be so many people listening to this and like oh my god what the fuck nicole how did you do it how did you do that <laughs> yes i'm sure yeah so um i suppose like uh, like matching your foundation is like the biggest like most important thing like that is just i can't stress that enough like i see like even just regular girls walking on the street and it's just like they're going around and they look like a tangerine orange and it's, uh, <laughs> i'm just like <laughs> and like their neck is like like pale white because like irish people are like naturally pale anyway because they never get this done here so you, you're just going around looking at them and it's just like you look like you've just like sewn the, sewn an orange onto your neck it's just ridiculous um and then yeah then i i you know I, that was the biggest hurdle i think actually just matching the foundation um but once i had that done um i i kind of done the thing where you see in a lot of makeup tutorials where they they do their foundation and their contour cream and all that first and then they go in and do their eyes i for the life of me i just i can't do that i have to do my eye makeup before i do anything else and then i'll work around the eyes because if you don't get the eye makeup right it it can destroy the whole the whole look um for me so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i was kind of like okay i better uh better get that done first and then i kind of skip another step and you know i'd go and do my lips next like foolishly and i'm just like what am i doing uh, i gotta get my foundation on and then like through through trial and error you realize you know you there's you gotta put some, like such a thing on first before the other component can get added to the mixture and um yeah so eye makeup foundation contouring and then from there you're pretty much said it's just like finishing little touches like your doing your lashes and your under eye makeup um your lips highlighter um and then of course i said a lot of cross-dressers say it too it's like you don't ever feel totally complete until you've got your hair on <laughs> uh-huh, once uh-huh. the hair goes on that's that is the last step <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm I'm fascinated by your photos. Like, I'm just like entranced by like how good you look. It's very annoying. <laughs> Thank it's you. Like, but it, it's effort though, and you yeah. put a lot of effort into how you look. It's um, it's effort, and it's the right angle as well, and it's the right light, and you know, it, it like I I find that if you know if the lighting, so like I I'll take a picture of myself and like my girlfriend and be like, yeah, you, you look you look fine, like you look and i'm just like no and then like 50 selfies later you get one that you're happy with okay i'll post that one <laughs> you know and she's and she's looking at me and she's just like yeah, there was like 49 others there that would have been just as okay but oh, whatever you know <laughs> it's just a personal thing i think it's true yeah. where do you shop nicole because i'm sure even people in ireland who are cross-dressers or trans people are like where the fuck did you get this top or where the hell did you get this? Like, you know, yeah, these like skirts or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess, um, I don't go into stores. Uh, if I do go into a store, I, I'll go in and with my, my partner and she'll like go up to the counter cause I'm too shy to do that. So she, I'll, I'll pick what I want and then she'll go up and get mm-hmm. them. Um, and we've got this place called pennies. Um, it's like a Primark. Um, so it's like a, 
it's an European brand. Um, um, I'm not quite sure what it would be like in the States, but uh, what would be a, another? It's a, is it a, is it a store? Like Clo- a, a clothing store, yeah. Apartment, a clothing store. Clothing uh-huh. store yeah. And do they only sell clothes? Yeah. Yeah. And they're, they're super cheap. Like they're, like they've got really good quality stuff, but they're like, like really, really cheap. And I, I swear I started shopping um, because I didn't want to spend a lot of money on clothes um, mm-hmm. because I didn't know, you know, how long I was going to be into this. Is this going to be something that I'm just going to give up on after I've tried it a few times? Am I going to like it? But then eventually you get hooked and then um, then you start spending more money. And now I have more girls clothes and I have guys clothes. Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so now predominantly I'm, I'm shopping on Boohoo. Um, so Boohoo.com, these are online stores and um, they're like pretty little thing and Sheen. So they're like mm-hmm. three kind of main go-to ones. I don't know if you have those in the States or not, but they're like online stores. Definitely pretty little thing. Cause I, I bought from there. Sheen is a huge, uh, fan favorite of here on the podcast. Yeah. Um, Boohoo, I don't think, how do you spell Boohoo? Boohoo, it's just B O O H O O. It's it's exactly mm. like um pretty little thing actually, but you can just get oh. um it's like a clone almost of pretty little thing really. When you go onto the websites, mm. the layout's the same and everything, the color scheme, but um they just have like different deals on at different times for different like you can if you shop between them, sometimes you can pick up a few little little bargains. But um mainly I'm on a I'm on a sheen um kick at the moment where <laughs> i just can't <laughs> stop <laughs> i have the app on my phone is like open like three times a day and i'm just like no and i have a basket full of stuff there that i'm just tempting myself with all the time <laughs> don't do it it's a trap yeah. you'll just yeah. be <laughs> you're yeah, just like but i haven't bought this in a week i've i've had this in the basket for so long mm. <laughs> <laughs> and what what would you say your style is nicole what what do you like gravitate towards and what do you what are you like when you're when your fiance looks at you you're like you're always wearing this nicole what the hell yeah <laughs> yeah she said that a few times all right um <laughs> um and i don't really know what kind of genre style you'd call it i suppose like like my partner she's always saying like sometimes if we're in the car and stuff for a drive and i put i have this waterfall jacket that i wear and i go out and she's like uh, you look so mumsy and i was like what do you mean mumsy <laughs> <laughs> that sounds offensive even yeah, in america it's like, yeah it's like mumsy it's like it's like what what does that mean it's just like i don't know you, you just I, I think it was she said i think it's the jacket the jacket that i was wearing was like really like something you know <laughs> your mom would wear to go and pick you up from school and i was like okay i'm not wearing that jacket again uh, <laughs> um yeah i i don't know i kind of to be honest um i i kind of just go on um you know, like my Instagram feed or TikTok feed, and I'll just look at what other girls are wearing. Careful, don't don't do that, because oh my gosh, well you want to buy everything, everything, right? Yeah, but I'm super picky, so um, like I'll I'll go in and I'll see a hundred things, and they all look nice and they all look good, but they all look good on her. You know, I'm just like, mm. yeah, that's like I've got a guy's body. Like I'm not a big guy, um, and like I I'm not like really tall like i'm only five foot eight like in heels i'm like six foot but um <laughs> I'm, I'm not really like stocky i create broad shoulders but i can kind of offset that with like you know plumy 
little skirts and things like you know, kind of give yourself some hip mm-hmm. but um yeah and then i'll see all these other like tight fitting dresses and skirts and things and just like that that looks really really good but then I just stop myself and just like, yeah, that looks good on her. Like, <laughs> you have no hips. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of um, uh-huh. kind of a thing. It looks yeah. like, it sounds like, <laughs> you know, we we talk about you know shame a lot here. Have you had any shame with your cross dressing? And that related thing is, have you ever purged? Um. So yes to the first question, no to the second question. Um, I've I have yeah in the beginning especially like lots of shame like, and even all through my childhood, my teenage years, I was just like no, this is something wrong with you. You know this is not um, mm. it's not normal to think this way. You know you're 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 a freak or you're you know and and God you you would not tell anybody. You couldn't tell anybody like or at least you felt you couldn't. Um, as only years later, then like I actually realized that I probably could have told my mom because she was so cool about it. But um, yeah, purging no. Um, I'm I'm kind of <laughs> I like I might get times when I'm I suppose in the not in the mood, and I could go like for a while not um, dressing. But um, mm-hmm. that means I'll just I'll just shelve stuff, you know, um, and that's mainly to do with just like work. Um, my job requires me to. It's my my job is quite stressful. So um, when I come home in the evenings, like I'm just like during the weekdays, I'm just like I don't have the energy. Um, so this is mainly confined to weekends. Um, and then you could go, you know, everybody gets those funks where they just don't dress for like long period of time for whatever reason it's not that they don't want to it's just you know you just don't feel like it for whatever reason and then yeah no i, I couldn't part with anything mm-hmm. <laughs> unless it unless it was too small or it was out of fashion or really like if i haven't worn something when i have a rule like if i don't if i haven't worn something with, like in the last year um i'll try and get rid of it just to make space for something else <laughs> mm. Um, then how often do you dress, Nicole? How, what, what is your, what is your, I don't know, times that you do dress when you can? Um, so pretty much every other weekend. Um, so, uh, I have a son, he's nine. Oh, yay. Yeah. That's awesome. And, um, and he lives with his mom. So his mom and I are separated. Um, and, Mm. um, he, like, he comes to stay with me at weekends and, um, so whenever weekends he's here, um, I don't dress in front of him, and that's not because oh. I don't think he's like he's, he's a cool kid. Like I, I don't think he'd have he'd be weirded out about it or anything like that. But um, I think it's more just because he's like, you know, I don't feel there's a need for him to know. If that makes sense, I just those two mm-hmm, mm-hmm. aspects of my life are totally separated from being a dad and being Nicole. Like they're two different to me. They're just two different things. Um, like when he's older, maybe, you know, he might, he might accidentally find out. He might come across my profile online. He might, you know, <laughs> and we cross that bridge when we come to it. Like, you know, but um, I know I, I, I would it bother me if he found out? Probably not. No, it wouldn't bother me. Um, but just for now, you know, too young to understand anyway um 
Uh, you would don't don't sell your kid too short. I'm sure your <laughs> lovely son has some idea about gender. So you don't have to, don't say that. You know, your son might know or might be okay with it. Yeah. Well, he's kind of. I guess he's he's one of those kids that just I don't know. He kind of he, he suits like it's like all kids like you know they they just they want to in the they live in the moment. They don't think about you know future consequences of things a lot of the time. Um. And I suppose there are some people that I don't want finding out about it. And um, like all kids, like, you know, you give them half a chance, they'll, <laughs> they won't purposely do it, but they'll hang you <laughs> um, <laughs> without even thinking about it. Cause they, they, you know, they don't, they don't really understand because they like, you know, kids live with rose tinted glasses on for the majority of their lives mm-hmm. because, you know, mm-hmm. that's the way you want them to live. You want them to see the world and, you know, it's a great place and everyone's happy and everyone is, you know, um, you don't, you don't show them the shitty side of it. <laughs> you don't show them that, you're, mm-hmm. you know, you don't show them when you're stressed out. You don't show them, um, you know, when, when you're really worried about something, sure, they'll, they'll pick up on, on you know, when you're in a bad humor or whatever, but um, you, you try to, you try to make their environment as um, happy and stress-free as you possibly can, you know, Um mm-hmm. But I, and on the other side of that too, I, I also believe that um, I don't want them sheltered from things like quite the way that like quite a lot of Irish kids brought up are uh, or were, um, mm-hmm. you know, because the information just wasn't out there when, when we were growing up. So like, you know, if you heard about a crossdresser, you know, you wouldn't mm-hmm. know what that word even meant. And then if you saw a guy dressed up as a girl, I think the first time I seen a guy dressed up as a girl was uh, Freddie Mercury in the I Want to Break Free video. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Queen. Queen. Um, that's the first time I'd ever seen that. I thought, you know, that was really funny. That was really cool. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is, this is totally different. Um, <laughs> and, uh, like, nobody ever explained the premise of what was happening there. They didn't explain, like, what, you know, Mm-mm. what that was and um you just kind of go with it like um but yeah i mean i'd liken that to the way i'd like approach that with my parenting is like the world isn't a sensory friendly place so um you can't keep them wrapped up in cotton wool forever they're gonna experience things and that aren't always um good and right. uh you know, you just, it's, it's kind of about preparation. I see, I mean, for more, for the most part, but, um, yeah, sure. But just for now, I think, um, keeping them not in the dark so much, but just like not, not bringing them into it right now is probably, you know, probably just the best thing in my mind right now, but like down the line, hmm. it's, it's definitely gonna, it, it can't not, <laughs> it can't not come out at some point. So, uh, I just, I'll just deal with that when it happens, I guess. Well, you're public about your uh, Nicole stuff, so and you're on yeah. TikTok and Instagram, so yeah. we'll have to talk about that in a little bit. But yeah. you're adding another dimension to you. I didn't know you were a, a parent as well. Yeah. Does your um, does the does your son's mom know about your cross dressing? Um, not to the extent that I have now. Um, I mm. yeah, I mentioned like. I mentioned it like way back when, um, but not directly, you know, I'm not using those pronouns or those terms. I kind of just said, Hey, you know, what's this about? You know, this 
guy here is dressing like a girl. Hmm. You know, it's just like subtle hints and things like that. Uh, no, it didn't really, didn't really stick. So kind of just buried it again. Didn't, didn't bring it up again. Um, and uh, yeah, it was probably just actually just as well. <laughs> Looking back now, in in hindsight, it was actually just as well that didn't uh, didn't happen because um, yeah, that wasn't uh, that wasn't a good um, that relationship did not end on a good way. <laughs> hmm. Well, the only reason I asked was that was because if if you look at the timeline, nine. If your son is nine mm-hmm. and you came out around eight years ago, did that have an effect on your relationship prior, or or was it like because were you like closeted prior to you know breaking up sort of thing, and then that was like ooh, well now that I'm free in a sense that you're going to just explore Nicole more. Yeah, kind of like I, it's it kind of. Like for me, it was kind of like, yeah, okay, this is kind of a, you know, a new kind of chapter in my life, if you like. Um, and I kind of just wanted to, I don't know, it's just figure figure my own, myself out, if you know what I mean. Just like give, give myself some headspace to figure out who I was and what I was doing. And uh, yeah, I suppose for me, like Nicole is like a separate entity from like my male self so um i like i see i see it more of an as, as an escape than anything else does that make sense it's like um kind of yeah 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 it's kind of like i leave my guy problems behind me when i'm nicole and then nicole doesn't have any issues <laughs> do you know you know what i mean so are you is Nicole, how different is Nicole than your male side? Like, is, what? how different is her personality versus, you know, your your masculine side? I don't know. <laughs> um, Not massively different, not hugely different, but different in the sense that, like, I'm not as tense or intense. I'm not as, um, I don't get stressed out when I'm dressed up at all, which is really strange. I don't understand how that works, but it works. So I go with it. Um, I'm kind of more like airy fairy, if that makes sense. Like I'm kind of like more ditzy. I, it, it, mm-hmm. I don't think it changes my, my persona in a huge way, but it definitely does something to, I don't know, maybe it gives me more dopamine or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But um, it it definitely, it definitely has some kind of a, an effect on my state of mind because it, it, like I I don't ever, like when I'm in guy mode, like I come home from work and I'm just, I'm a wreck of like stress <laughs> and I'm tired and it's been like a twelve hour day and I just want to sit down and relax. Uh, I don't want to do anything. I put my PlayStation on and I you know watch TV or I play a video game. And then, hmm. you know, but then when I'm Nicole, I'm, I'm totally kind of out of that state of mind where I don't think about work. I don't think about stressing about anything. I, don't, I just don't think of anything, really. I'm just, <laughs> just going to draw a blank <laughs> and I just enjoy the enjoy the moment kind of thing. So, yeah. So, yeah, I think that's that would be the main kind of difference between like guy and girl mode. Hmm. Hmm. So you can actually just click on the website finding these links and becoming a member for as low as $3 a month. Can you believe that, Billy? 
Only three dollars a month. Only three dollars a month. What? Wait, wait. What do you get for three dollars a month? Uh, for three dollars a month, you do get the digital print. For five dollars a month, you get all the bonus. Like, I don't know. What do we do? Like our our conversation, our three ways, and all stuff. And for ten dollars, you get Kirsten singing every month. Isn't that worth it, Billy? That's totally worth it. That's right. That's right. So join now. Do it. Just do it. Right, Billy? Don't do the three dollar one. Do like at least the five dollar one because it's like it's totally a better deal. Like you get so much more stuff. Like come you on, you do get you do get so much more stuff. You spend so, more at McDonald's. Don't lie. It's true. So I get throw in the two dollars for us. We can use it. We can use it. It's, it's true. Billy. It's true. Two That's bucks. Right. Two bucks. That's right. So with that, back to the podcast, right, Billy? Let's go play it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. What do you want me to say? I don't know. I don't know. It's just funny. I like hearing your ad libs with it. It's way more fun. Has um, has your fiance noticed noticed any difference? Are you or are you Nicole around her, or you go out at all, or is it just you know you just post TikTok videos all day and then call it a day? Um, no, we we like we hang out together like as Nicole. Like she's she's totally cool with it. Um, she's been out with me like on every actually every time I've been out with Nicole on the night out she's been with me um, and some of my guy friends have come out with me as well um, and what's that like? it's That's different difficult. it's so different it's so different yeah <laughs> explain explain yeah. Um, like all my friends are into sports so like they're all into football and Formula 1 and stuff like that and I'm like I can kind of pick up on snippets of the conversation to like I might have heard something at the news about that player or that race or whatever but like I don't follow any of it so I don't really know what they're talking about most of the time so I'm not really a big sporty kind of person I never was um uh so I you know I kind of forced myself I suppose when I was younger to to get involved with sports and things like that I never really liked it so it's, it's difficult to um, relate to them when they're talking about that, and they they do not want to sit there and talk about like, hey, look what I just bought on Sheen yesterday. What do you think of this? <laughs> <laughs> That's it's just like yeah, um, yeah. Did you hear um, Ronaldo recently got bought? I was like, I, I no, I I don't care. <laughs> um, but you know what else was bought? Yeah, at Sheen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it's it, it's a different dynamic when you're out as a guy dressed as or as a girl, or you're just out in guy mode with the guys having a few drinks. And you know, I don't really have any guy friends that I can talk to about my cross dressing, if that makes sense. Like I don't like mm-hmm. they they know about it, but it's not something that we you know sit down and talk about. Um, it's not something that like anyone's really all that interested in. And I can't blame them. I mean. You know, it's, it's not their thing. It's not their thing, you know. So um, I'm not going to sit there and kind of press it in their face and say, hey, look, I want to talk about this, you know. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a different kind of. And then when I'm, like, in, in the bar in girl mode, then that's an, totally different because then they don't actually bring up anything to do with sports or anything guy related at all because i suppose it's because they're in a different environment like usually it's like a, a gay bar or something so um mm. like that environment would kind of 
like the first time you bring one of your friends in there and they're just like they've never they, they may have never been in, in one before and it's just it's just a totally different world like they're just like oh okay and I, it, uh, to be honest um a lot of them actually said that they'd like to go back because it was such a chilled out atmosphere it was just like everyone's so happy and you know and there's no there's no fighting or there's no you know uh, testosterone <laughs> bouncing around the place trying to jump on the only girl on the dance floor kind of thing you know it's uh, it's, a, it's a better it's a better place to be um for a, a peaceful night out oh, wait are are the are the non gay bars in Ireland like because you know our, <laughs> Ireland is known for their Guinness and their alcohol right consumption are they yeah. are they <laughs> Does everybody want to fight at those kind of bars? Like, <laughs> well, what is that like? We're, I suppose we, we have the name that we have the name like uh, the Fighting Irish. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, like nowadays, I don't really know because um, I don't really go to like nightclubs. And I, like with COVID, the last couple of years, it's just like been total been a total nightmare here i mean you couldn't go out anywhere everything was closed and there's still like a lot of restrictions in place for that so but like going to like nightclub bars like that are gay bars and stuff it's always been um very laid back and very um peaceful um i know when i was in my 20s going out with my friends um yeah there would be there would be a brawl almost every weekend like and if we weren't in it we were witnessing it it was just you go to it, it. I suppose it depends where you go. There's, there's always like you know a town where it has one or two bars that you just don't go into after a certain time because it's going to get messy. Mm. Um, <laughs> everywhere has a place like that, and uh, yeah, it's pretty much like every town in Ireland has at least one of those bars <laughs> that just um, <laughs> you just don't go into after a certain time. Um, yeah. <laughs> now, it, what is it? What is it about? Is it just how alcohol affects like? Irish people or is it like how you talked about like this <laughs> this like long-term religious thing where a lot of people are just like they don't talk about their feelings or so when they start getting drunk all of a sudden it just all comes out like what is it yeah I I think yeah I think I think it is a mixture of a couple of things you mentioned um definitely alcohol is a <laughs> is a big it's a big factor and um, but obviously um people that they don't talk about their feelings like Guys don't talk about the feelings in Ireland. No, uh, no. They're just trying to think of actually some, sometime maybe like one of your friends came to you in confidence, and usually they're drunk, <laughs> which is no surprise. It's like I, I love you, man. You know, man, you're my, you know. And I'm just like, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'd be, I'd be just kind of nodding and agreeing because I just know that. You know, you're just gonna gonna take the piss out of you tomorrow. You know, I'm just gonna, you know, we're just gonna have a laugh about this. But yeah, there is there is kind of a, a thing in Ireland where, you know, guys are guys and they don't talk about their feelings or you know how they are. I mean, there's, you know, you get memes even like that go around on Facebook sometimes, and they be just like, sure, there's no depression in Ireland. Sure, that doesn't exist. You know what I mean? Like it, sure. Sure, your man, he's not depressed. He's just a bit sad. He'll be all right, <laughs> you know that kind of way. <laughs> and that's, <laughs> and that's kind of like a satirical kind of way of talking about it. But like everyone knows, obviously it exists. They just don't aren't very good at 
expressing it. Like I think guys are worse at expressing it than women. I think mm-hmm. women are much more in tune with their feelings and um so you don't really see as many girls like <laughs> you, you do see them fighting on a night out as well, but you don't see as many. It's usually just guys. Uh, and then once you once you throw enough alcohol at a at a bunch of guys, you know, anything anything can happen. But um it's true. Yeah. Like they'll clock you, right? Well they're like, yeah. oh, that's a man. That's a man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also in Ireland we have a the term clock also means it means two things. It means like, you know, you get clocked, you'll get you'll get out of or you'll get clocked as in you'll get like lamped across the face, you get punched. <laughs> yeah, we get that too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is surprising. Have you if you're looking the way you look in your Instagram, how have you not been hit on more, right? Like, how have you not been, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, you're, how are you not, I guess, <laughs> revered as much as I think you should be, right? I don't know. Is it just me when you're dressed up and out? <laughs> um, I, I think it's probably because I'm going to gay bars and, like, uh, <laughs> the guys there, you mm-hmm. know, they're not looking for a girl um, in even a crossdresser like the, those gay bars you know they're they're guys there they're looking for for other guys um but you'd be surprised don't don't sell yourself short some <laughs> of those bars i some of those gay bars i also have been hit on and i've been dressed as giselle and i've gotten a lot of so-called <laughs> action if you will so don't don't sell yourself short because that's where trans people are right a lot of trans people show up at those bars because other people who are attracted to femininity or whatnot are go yeah. to those bars and I'm again. I'm surprised you haven't been a hit on more there, um, Nicole. Yeah, um, I w- I've been hit on once, um, but only ever once, and it was. Ooh, I was. Do <laughs> tell. <laughs> I was with my girlfriend at the like she was she was with me. My partner was with me, like, and um, we were out on the dance floor, and this guy just randomly came up, and he starts trying to like dance with us, and then he was like trying to grab on me and stuff, and I was just like. I was having none of it. I was just like, look, uh, I was trying to be really polite about it too, because obviously he misunderstood the situation. Um, <laughs> I was there with my partner and I wasn't looking for this. And um, I, I just turned around and I was like, uh, kind of just like gesturing my hands in a kind of stop motion. Cause I didn't want to open my mouth and give myself away. And uh, he was, he was just like, I, I think he was Eastern European as well. I think he could have been, Latvian or because we've got a, a very large population of like Polish and Lithuanian Latvian people that live in, in Ireland as well so mm-hmm. um, he he was just like hey you uh, you want to dance with me and I was like yeah. oh no oh how do I answer this and I was just like um, gesturing no no I'm, I'm okay and then he just grabbed me by the arm and like I kind of flexed my arm as he <laughs> grabbed it and like I do have quite like my, my biceps are not like girly biceps and then he kind of just grabbed it and was just like what the fuck <laughs> and I was just like uh oh here we go and um, then he, he just turned around and he said um, oh okay you look really good and then he just kept dancing so I was just like alright that was that, that, that went off kind of better than I thought um, <laughs> so yeah were you were you at a gay bar where was it yeah yeah that was a gay bar that was um it's a bar called the george it's in dublin oh see there you go yeah was it boy george or, just kidding 
<laughs> Not just the George. <laughs> okay. Yeah. See, that's that's almost a compliment, right? Like, yeah. I mean, that like you got hit on, and was your was your girlfriend at the time like, what the fuck? What did yeah. she say? Yeah, she was just like, okay, so that happened. Um, <laughs> and I was just like, yeah. Um, let's just move past this because I was feeling super awkward. I, I was just like, Oh God. And then we got outside and it was just the two of us on this particular occasion. Um, in fact, this could have actually been the first time I was out. I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember we were oh, there. No. We were there quite oh. a few times. Um, and we were, it was just the two of us, which was kind of sketchy as well. Cause we were in a, um, the city on our own. Like, and like she, my partner is like quite petite, you know, she's, she's really like tiny. And um, I was standing next to her, I was towering over her and these like, you know, I'm only wearing like four inch heels, but like with four inch heels, I'm still like six foot tall with the heels on. So I was like, okay, um, I'm kind of sticking out now under this street light because the street light is like coming right down on top of your face. And like the light outside is like so harsh on your, on your face. And I was just like, okay, got to got to get into the shadows here. So I'm not drawing attention to myself. And then um, this guy just came out of nowhere and uh, he, he like knocked into us and I nearly fell over. <laughs> he went flying down the street like and mm-hmm. I had a few few drinks on me and I totally forgot myself and just like an automatic reaction. I was just like, hey, watch it, pal, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I caught myself and I was like, oh, no. And then I turned around and the guy was just like he just looked at me and he was really drunk. He was so drunk. He could barely stand up. He'd fallen into us because he was so drunk. And um, <laughs> he just goes, what did you just say? What? What did you just say? And I, was, I just kind of said, I just looked away. And I was like, oh, God, just get out of here. And he was just like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> he was just looked so confused about the whole situation. He was looking at me, and then he, he uh, and I, I just looked, looked at my partner, and the two of us just there, just looking at it, just move away. And then he started shouting down the street at me. He was just like, "Hey, come back here, come back!" Like, and I was just like, "Let's move fast, faster, as fast as you can move in four-inch heels on an uneven, uh, on uneven cobblestones." So, um, yeah, that was a. Uh, that was a kind of a, a close call because that could have that could have drawn a lot more negative attention than, uh, mm-hmm, than what, I, mm-hmm. what I wanted. But um, no, kind of got out of that one alive. <laughs> wow, you've had so many harrowing stories, and you've only been out for <laughs> just a handful of times. Yeah, sounds like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's um, it can be really eventful going into like um, like the gay district of like a city because. Um, you'll get obviously all the the usual patrons that go in and out and then you'll just get like people that are there on like a stag do or people that are just like tourists because it's really touristy um kind of city and you're you get all walks of life coming through and they don't always know what that part of town is and, and like why there's so many like drag queens about the place and like you know you you think they'd make an educated guess but they'd rather kind of just you know trying to start some uh start some shit with people on the street like i don't get it but yeah you gotta you just gotta watch yeah. yourself you know like you just yeah. gotta be be aware of your surroundings all the time i suppose that's that's one of the things that i was like really strict about from day one if i was ever going out as female i was never gonna get like 
so drunk that you know like i really restrict the amount of alcohol that i was consuming unless it was in a really large group which is a different mm-hmm. thing but like mm-hmm. if, if it were like only like two or three of us or something going out like i'd be more aware of my surroundings and that like you know if shit goes down you've got to get your heels <laughs> take yeah. your heels off and fight or you got to take your heels off and run one or the other <laughs> You know, I'm going to ask, though, for an Irish woman like yourself, what is your uh, limit for alcohol? Because I don't know. Is it true that like Irish people can handle their alcohol, as they say? Is that stereotype true for you? Yeah. Um, well, it used to be. Uh, I suppose <laughs> like the older you get, like, you know, like a 33 year old body does not recover as quickly as a 23 year old body. Um, like on a on a typical night out when I was in my early 20s, I could maybe drink I think the most I've ever drank was like 12 pints and half a bottle of Captain Morgan um and that was that was really pushing it um <laughs> uh, like you know you'd you'd go out like and you'd you wouldn't really keep tabs on what you're drinking so like sometimes you could go out and you could drink you know 15 pints and you'd be absolutely hammered like but you'd be you'd be still going like you know you wouldn't, you wouldn't stop like you're too stupid to realize that you've already passed the point of <laughs> alcohol poisoning here but yeah let's just keep going with this uh, <laughs> yeah um nowadays i'm kind of more reserved like um like I'll, I'll get a bottle of wine and i'll drink that or i'll just get like you know a six pack and i'll drink that or if i'm feeling really really party mode i'll uh, i'll grab a crate and i'll just go crazy but um it's always Jeez. now in my house or in my friend's house because <laughs> all the bars are <laughs> true yeah <laughs> and they're all closed and whatnot are, are irish people going crazy because they can't go to their pubs is it is it a thing now well, you can you can go to the bar now. Um, it's just that you if you don't, if you're not vaccinated, you can't go. Um, you can't go inside. So um, you've got to be seated outdoors. And same with restaurants. Um, if if you're not vaccinated, you've got to eat outside. Um, so you've got to show your vaccine pass, and um, you can get in. But like nightclubs, um, and that element of it, that's all kind of still up in the air they're not open yet um we don't know when they're going to be reopened they're, they're kind of hinting around like you know october november hmm. but, um hopefully hopefully it is because we're all getting pretty you know everybody is getting pretty fed up of it right now i think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. same here girl we yeah. freaking over it in here in the u.s um yeah. Has has the last year and a half with COVID been good to you, Nicole, as far as being Nicole, or has it been better or worse or indifferent? What's that been like for you? Um, uh, kind of a bit of both, I guess. Um, it's been good in the sense that I've had like um a lot of free time to be Nicole, but it's been bad in the sense that um, like I I lost my job twice in the space of two years i was laid off because of COVID. so um Mm. like and it's not just me like there's so many other people that happened as well like there was so many stories of people that were you know committing suicide and you know they they couldn't pay their their mortgages and 
it was it was really bad in the beginning um and then the government thankfully did introduce a good um uh, relief package for people so they they all got like a a pretty good um weekly um supplement income to keep keep them going if you were laid off because of covid so that was okay um and that worked worked out quite well because um it was enough for us like my partner continued she kept her job she's a she's a nurse so um obviously it was imperative that she she kept working um and then me like my jobs changed like three times in the space of two years which was geez yeah it was really thankfully like um thankfully like after the second time i did get like a, a full-time position so the company went now is like it's good um but um yeah moving around a lot and like i work in like i'm an aircraft engineer so um i work in aviation mm-hmm. and obviously like aviation's been dramatically affected like so um i'm quite lucky to be actually working um at the moment in that sector because the way things have been but um all the free time was great. <laughs> Nicole got uh, plenty of um, <laughs> plenty of uh, time to to just do nothing. I guess just relax. Um, but yeah, um, that's been tough for everybody. You know, everyone's everyone's been having a tough time with it. Yeah, yeah. Who hasn't though? Yeah. I guess. yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess in the last year and a half, you've been on TikTok and Instagram. You want a little. Give us a little information about that. Why'd you go on TikTok? Why have you been more public about it? What What's the deal with that? Um. Yeah. So, I started with the Instagram, and that was more of a platform to um, become more um, comfortable with my alter ego, um, and just see how it was perceived. I think it was more just to test the waters to see, like you know, how how do I look and how convincing can I become and how do others perceive me because this was like before i started going out in public um and i i didn't know you know if i had what it took to go out the door because like everyone remembers the first time going out like you don't remember like your fifth time going out like on a night out but you you definitely remember your <laughs> first your first night out and mm-hmm. it was terrifying and you're walking around like a baby calf on high heels because you don't know how to walk in high heels properly and yeah <laughs> so um yeah, that was kind of just to document my, like myself, just to see how I'll be perceived, and also, um, I wanted to try and like get in touch with other crossdressers because I never, I've, and to this day, believe it or not, I've never met anybody like me. In fact, you are the first person I've spoken to in like in person, I suppose, and um, mm. that's that's like me. I I message like some other crossdressers on Instagram. But like we wouldn't have like a, a verbal phone conversation or meet up in public or anything like that. It's just kind of like just wow. messages. And- I'm honored. I'm honored, Nicole. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um. Yeah. Um. I guess it's. I, I guess it's mainly because of where I'm from. That's probably like a very big part of it. Like, um, cross dressing is very uh, hidden in this country. Um out of fear more so i think um so i wanted to connect with other people on the platform and then i saw how like tiktok took off really quickly like it just came overnight and then all of a sudden it was the next big thing and i said okay well you know a lot of my followers are 
messaged me on that asking for my TikTok handle or my Snapchat handle and stuff. And I'm just like, okay, well, I don't actually have a TikTok. So I better, you know, better maybe get on this. <laughs> so then I, I, I got on that recently enough. And um, yeah, it wasn't actually, it was probably six months, maybe six months ago or so. Mm-hmm. That I got on there and um, yeah, it's been great. I've gotten, I got a lot of love on there. Um, very little negativity, which is always good to see. Yeah, um, yeah. quite a lot of. <laughs> I, I suppose I, what, what the only thing I wasn't prepared for for social media was the dick pics. That... Oh yes, here we go. This is why people listen to the podcast. <laughs> I never talk to us, Nicole. Talk to us. <laughs> I never understood them. And with that cliffhanger, stay tuned till next week to hear part two and the conclusion of my curious conversation with Nicole B. And finally, the miscellany. Yes! And that was part one of my curious conversation with Nicole B. And what a story on Nicole so far, right? She was a delightful guest, and I'm so glad she was able to come on the podcast to share some of her own personal story with you, the Cross Yas listener. I was stunned to hear that I was the first crossdresser that she's ever talked to about her crossdressing, and shoot, what a story she had to tell. I also loved how she was just trying to be herself. She's not into being anyone different, and she's not going to subscribe to anyone's notions of how to live life. And like she said, I'm going to do me. Her pictures are incredible, and she's trying to make a name for herself via social media. So again, check her out on Instagram and support her, x1x, Nicole x1x on Instagram and TikTok if you haven't seen her already. And there you'll see and understand why she has over 27,000 followers. Stay tuned next week for part two of my curious conversation with Nicole B as we get even more personal. And like you heard in the cliffhanger, there'll be a lot more to her story where she ends up talking about her thousands of followers and even gets into the dreaded dick pic talk. But that's all for this episode. Remember, when it comes to your cross-dressing, sexuality, and or gender, no one cares as much as you do. So do whatever you want and wear whatever you want within reason. Because as long as you're not hurting anyone with your cross-dressing, sexuality, and or gender presentation, why does it matter? So just live your life to the fullest because life's way too short not to. Be kind to yourself and one another and just keep on living. I hope you, the Cross Yas listener, realize that you are loved by me and this podcast. So please let me know what you need so I can help you succeed. And another friendly reminder, if you enjoyed what you heard in this week's episode or any of the other previous episodes, remember to share this episode and the Cross Yas podcast with someone else. Because if you found any of what you just heard helpful, imagine what it could do for someone else. But that's all for this week's episode, and until next time, as always, keep it fresh, stay blessed, and remember, you're gorgeous! Again, guys, I'm not here to diagnose or treat anything. I'm just here to share my story. Have others come on the podcast to share their story to help you learn about the world of cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender a bit more. <laughs>